In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. This Sunday is a bit of an unusual Sunday, in that we have an overlap of three things. Liturgically, the way that our church year lines up, it's the seventh and last Sunday of Easter season. Chronologically, as far as where we are in the Bible's timeline of events, it's a time after the ascension of Jesus back into heaven, but before the sending of the Holy Spirit. It's an in-between time for the disciples. And culturally, with today being Mother's Day, many of us are thinking of that holiday as well. And so to all the mothers, I extend a happy Mother's Day to you. But here's the thing. As I thought about these lessons and this day, I was trying to find a common theme that tied it all together. And where I found myself is going back to today's collect. Specifically, the line in today's collect that read, Do not leave us comfortless but strengthen us. It was a time after knowing God as Jesus, but before knowing God as Holy Spirit. The disciples' plea could have been what we read from the collect. Do not leave us comfortless, but strengthen us. As I've been reflecting about a lot in this last week, I have to share with you something that became very strong in me, and that is to share with you that I am absolutely inspired by the work that the cathedral is doing in your season of discernment through Koinonia. I'm inspired by that because I know that kind of conversation that you're having requires commitment. And I also know that it's very hard, that it's hard work. But I believe it's the only thing that builds real, authentic, Jesus-like community. A community of faith that doesn't use empty words, but actually takes Jesus's promise of strength to heart. We are always called to the in-between time. Jesus was in human form on earth. Jesus is now among us as Holy Spirit. But Jesus has not returned. And the kingdom of God is not fully realized yet. So we have to keep going. Working to realize the dream of God and the mission of Jesus. What you are doing is good news. And your work could not come at a better time. It's a time in our culture of rampant individualism. People thinking it's acceptable to only look out for themselves and not for the wider more common good. And relatedly, it's a time of increased isolation 
Some weeks ago, during a parish visit, a woman pulled me aside after a service and said that she is fed up. She is tired. She is tired and fed up with the political acrimony, the polarization. And she said, Bishop, I feel my only choices are to withdraw, to retreat, to stay to myself and just simply give up on community. My brothers and sisters, at such a time, the voice of the church is needed more than ever. Yet, we have seen in our country, in too many places, that sometimes, sadly, churches and Christians are often more part of the problem than they are a part of the solution themselves fanning the flames of individualism and isolation. Ethicist Stanley Hauerwas puts it best. In leaning over to speak to the modern world, we have fallen in. We have lost the ability to change the world or even to see that the world needs changing. But there is some good news in that this is nothing new to us. Reread the Gospels, and you'll see it was a time when the same dynamics were at play. The values of the culture were competing with the values of Jesus. For that matter, reread the book of Acts, and you'll see that the church has always has always struggled to be in the wider culture without being of the wider culture. In today's gospel, Jesus calls his followers then and now to be in the world, but not of the world. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them. You, the people of all souls, see that the world needs changing. You lean over and speak to the modern world, but do not fall in. You are doing the work that your baptism calls you to do. I'm not a lifelong Episcopalian. I was raised a Roman Catholic. And one of the reasons I've always loved the Book of Common Prayer's baptismal covenant is the way that it moves us from what we believe to what we do. Just listen to the action verbs. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil? I wonder how many of us, when you hear, will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you 
fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord, have almost always heard that as a question addressed to you, to you as an individual. What if we heard it addressed to us as a church, this church, this cathedral, our diocese, the Episcopal Church, Christianity in general for that matter? In other words, what if the you was a plural you? I heard a seminarian at Virginia Theological Seminary recently talk about after graduation, he moved to New York City and said that one of the things that he regrets being up in New York and not being in the South where he's from is that they don't use the word y'all. And that's just too bad because I have learned since being in North Carolina, English definitely needs a plural you. So this son of a Cuban refugee, this son of a father who was born and raised in the Bronx is going to give this a shot. Will y'all persevere in resisting evil? And whenever y'all fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Thank you. There's response. The first service, don't tell them they didn't respond. <laughs> Will y'all proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ? Better yet, you know what? Let's just do a revival. Let's just bring them all. <laughs> Let's do an altar call. Let's just do it. Better yet, we could go with the plural y'all, all y'all. <laughs> Will all y'all seek and serve Christ and all persons, loving y'all's neighbors as yourselves? Thank you so much. Here's my point. There is one. These are not individual Christian values, but rather Christian community values. The reason I like the baptismal covenant so much is the same reason I admire this cathedral. For you are the ones that have been a part of serving and taking that covenant and putting it in action. You are part of the original group that started Room in the Inn before there was a woman's shelter. Being a part of starting Church of the Advocate, which you continue to support, and Kairos West, and All Souls Counseling Center, just to name very few. Your work, these ministries move you from faith as an individual or an isolated emotional experience into common unifying mission. I have often shared with people that I think the most important word in our liturgy comes at the very end in the dismissal. Go. Go in peace to love 
and serve the Lord. Go in peace. Go in peace because we are not left comfortless, but strengthened. Strengthened to serve. Strengthened to change our behavior. Strengthened to change our community and each other. This worship service, the seventh Sunday of Easter, the Sunday after Ascension, like the church in general, is simply a means to an end. It is a place where we are fed in word and sacrament and then sent out, sent out to do the work God has given us to do, to love and serve God as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord.